Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. I would love a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. They are like gold for this podcast. And this is the big thing to say now. If you have a partner or child in your household or anyone else in your household, grab their phone and just click on five stars for this podcast as well. I'd love to hit my goal of 30 reviews on Apple Podcasts to get that little black star. I think I'm around 27, so just want to keep going. I wanted to discuss the Golden Globe winning and Oscar-nominated movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. If you haven't seen it, you really should as a metaphysical person. It's a super meta movie, much like The Matrix. The movie has garnered an 8 out of 10 rating on IMDb, and it's 95% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It has already won two Golden Globes for Best Actor and Best Actress, It has been nominated for 11 Oscars. The film stars Michelle Yeoh of Crazy Rich Asians, Ki Hui Kwan, former child actor of Indiana Jones and the Goonies, Stephanie Hugh of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Jamie Lee Curtis, star of literally so many movies, I can't name them all. Here is a description of the movie without spoilers. IMDB says a middle-aged Chinese immigrant is swept up into an insane adventure in which she alone can save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives she could have led. Wikipedia has a more meta description. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. You can watch everything everywhere all at once on streaming platforms. It was included with my Amazon Prime subscription. My reaction to watching this movie was it was really bizarre. I was not expecting the Kung Fu action sequences. There were so many of them. It was extremely fast paced. I was expecting a movie that was going to be very slow and quiet. I was expecting an indie film where they would delve very deeply into the characters and their loss and all of that. And they did, but they did it in a very unique way. I can't imagine the work the actors put in on the daily of shooting this. I can't imagine what their shooting days were like. You constantly see shots from different angles, especially in those fighting scenes. You are seeing shots from above, shots from below. You're seeing a ton of costume changes. Stephanie Hughes' character has so many great costumes, and the costuming is amazing in this movie. She has so many great costumes that I kept thinking all of the these costumes are going to be Halloween costumes at the end of this year. My husband said the movie was a combination of The Matrix meets The Terminator with elements of The Karate Kid. The Matrix delves into the idea of the multiverse. I think you already know what a multiverse is because you're highly metaphysical, but in case you don't, Wikipedia defines the multiverse as a hypothetical group of multiple universes. Together, these universes comprise everything that exists, the entirety of space, time, matter, 
energy information and the physical laws and constraints that describe them. The different universes within the multiverse are called parallel universes or other universes, alternate universes, or many worlds. The Terminator reference, my husband explained because I've actually never seen the Terminator. In that movie, he comes back through time or time travels for the love of his life, which is similar here. The Karate Kid reference is to the Kung Fu elements. I would also say, besides being bizarre and so unique, the movie is really funny. Again, I did not expect this. I thought this was going to be a super serious movie where you didn't laugh at all. Again, one of those indies that you're just, you know, your your heart is being broken like a blue valentine, but it wasn't like that at all. The movie's hilarious, and there are a lot of sexual references, so you may want to watch the movie with adults only. Also, the actors speak in Mandarin and Cantonese, so I would say that 50% of the film, you will be reading subtitles. This is not a film, if you don't understand Mandarin and Cantonese, where you can be on your phone and understand what they're saying, you have to pay attention. I don't want to spoil anything for you. But here are the basics that I picked up from the movie. So the protagonist, Evelyn, is a Chinese immigrant, a middle-aged woman who has compromised her hopes and dreams to run a laundromat. Her husband, Wayman, loves her, but they have a complicated relationship. Her daughter is very much her own person and resists her mother, but she has a major secret of her own. The family is in trouble financially because the government audits them. When they visit the tax office, the adventure ensues as the tax collector, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, berates the family. A version of Wayman pulls Evelyn into the multiverse and explains to her that she is not living up to her potential in this universe And that humanity is in trouble and she must access the other universes in order for her to overcome evil and restore order to the multiverse. What I found so fascinating is the journey of the actor Kihi Kwan, who plays Waymond. He plays the second lead in the movie or the husband of Michelle Yeoh. I have to say that I've listened to a couple of podcast episodes about his journey as an actor, as a person, and I was just completely blown away and how metaphysical the universe acted for him to be placed in this movie at this time, at this time in humanity. All of us need to be reminded that we are all one and we are all together. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, there is a show called The Jess Cagle Show. There is an interview that came out last week. It's a couple interviews back if you look at that episode list. And it is an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kihi Kwan. It is phenomenal. It is so emotional. It goes into detail about his journey. So I want to talk about his journey a little bit. Kihi Kwan was a child actor. He starred in Indiana Jones. He starred in The Goonies, which were huge movies of the 80s. I mean, if you could think of blockbusters of the 80s besides Star Wars, those are those two movies. 
I'm going to interject with this. He was not saying this, but I'm going to say that I think it's outstanding that he is a Vietnamese American actor who was able to star in a movie in the 1980s. It's hard enough now (laughs) to um, be someone of color and starring in a movie, let alone in the 1980s. So I applaud him for that. Anyway, he had these big successes in the 1980s, again, Indiana Jones and the Goonies. And then all of a sudden the work washed up. Uh, No one was calling him. He could not get work as an actor. It was extremely depressing. He loved being an actor and he just could not get work. So he went behind the camera and he was a stunt coordinator in Hollywood for years. So I imagine that he filmed those movies around 15 years old. I just looked up his age. He's now 51 years old. So it was 35 years or maybe a little bit less of him not being able to fulfill his passion in watching, in his words, saying that he would watch all these people just fulfill their dreams every day in front of him in front of the camera and he wasn't doing it and it led to great depression and sadness and he just never knew if he was going to get his opportunity again so he went with his wife and watched crazy rich asians which came out i want to say crazy rich asians came out maybe five years ago sounds about right and that's a fun movie that's a really cute movie But he watched it with his wife, Echo. She'll come into the story a little bit later because she's super meta. Her name, again, is Echo. He talks about how he watched the movie with her and said to her, I am going back into acting. I am giving this a second chance. I don't care that I'm 50 years old. I am going to do this and I am going to risk it. And so he did. And when he got an agent a couple weeks later, They called him and they said, listen, we have this smaller independent movie that we think you would be great for. I think you guys know from me reading the synopses that everything everywhere all at once is a mostly Asian cast. So the agent said, you would be great in this movie. And Kihi Kwan ended up getting the movie and was obviously ecstatic and said it was like winning the lottery. When the movie came out, both he and Jamie Lee Curtis thought it was going to be just a small little movie, you know, something that comes out as an independent film, not get a lot of buzz. When the movie came out for its opening weekend, it only did around 500,000 US dollars, which is pretty much nothing if you compare it to something like Top Gun Maverick. So he was just thinking, okay, that's cool. It made this money. It's going to be this little film you see in little independent theaters. But his wife, Echo, who seems like a very metaphysical person, had told him before he started shooting the movie this is going to be your big break. This movie is going to be huge and just know that. So then when the movie came out and the first weekend it did not premiere to a lot of big numbers, she told him, no, 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 the numbers are going to go up. And she told Jamie Lee Curtis the same thing. The numbers are going to increase. Don't worry. The movie is going to make a lot of money and we'll put this movie at the top of everyone's list. 
both he and Jamie Lee Curtis, not they didn't believe her, but they were just thinking that never happens in Hollywood. You know, you look at something like a Top Gun Maverick, maybe that's something where it opens and then it makes more money and more money and more money. But only really blockbusters do that. Superhero movies do that. So not these small independent movies do that. And that's what ended up happening is a buzz was created and word of mouth, you know, old fashioned word of mouth spread the word about this movie and the numbers kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And Echo, again, Kihi Kwan's wife, said that the soul of the movie drew in the right actors in order to complete its mission. And I truly believe that when you watch this movie. So again, to hear this actor's journey, and now that he's back on top, he won the Golden Globe, by the way, for Best Actor, and he is Oscar nominated, and I would not be surprised if he wins the Oscar. So (laughs) to go from I was a child star to I can't get a job acting, no one will hire me, and I'm watching everyone else fulfill their dreams every single day to now being nominated for an Oscar, that's that's insane. So that tells me that the movie had this amazing metaphysical quality and he is making such a big impact with his story that it's it was supposed to happen this way. The universe wanted it to happen this way. I do not think it's a coincidence that it's an Asian actor. I do not think it's a coincidence that it's an Asian film. Uh, well, an Asian American film. I do not think it's a coincidence that you picked a child actor everyone would know from the 1980s and then brought him back again, brought him forth again. So congratulations to Kihi Kwan. I know he's going to win the Oscar. His name's going to be huge. He's going to be all over the place. He already is, but even more so. Okay, so why did a metaphysical movie such as this make a huge impact in a world that celebrates pop culture movies like Top Gun Maverick? By the way, Top Gun Maverick is a great movie. I have to say, I went to the movie theater and watched it with my husband because my husband's a pilot and he wanted to see it. And I really was not into the first Top Gun. So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to, you know, compromise for the marriage, go see Top Gun Maverick. And I said, I'm just going to take a nap while he watches it. But it was a really good movie. I was actually surprised how good of a movie it was. But anyway, so when you have something like a Top Gun Maverick or a superhero movie, those movies are celebrated in our American society. So why is the American public so captivated by everything, everywhere, all at once? To me, this movie represents a major step up in humanity as we are embracing the idea of the multiverse and that we are not alone in this universe, but that we can access our superpowers or our potential with consciousness. So I watch a show called Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia TV. And if you do not watch it and you have access to Gaia TV, by the way, I'm Gaia TV is only $99 a year and I do yoga and watch all sorts of TV. So highly recommend. But when I watch a show called Cosmic Disclosure, these experts always talk about how our global governments are waiting to finally reveal to the general public that yes, we have contact with other life. And yes, they are living among us. And even more so that we are perfecting conscious assisted 
technology. For example, to fly a plane, all you need is your mind with conscious assisted technology. For example, with what we call UFOs or aliens, with scientists, they're always saying, how the hell are these aliens coming from light years, universes away and going so fast into the earth and around the earth? Well, that's because they're using conscious assisted technology. They're not pressing buttons and trying to do mock light speed like you would do, like a pilot would do on a plane. They're not doing that. Everything is done through their mind. I see us moving toward this step in consciousness with cell phones, satellites, and space tourism. I just watched the Richard Branson documentary on HBO Max and how he really gave space tourism to the world and what an advance it is in humanity. On Cosmic Disclosure, they discuss in detail about how we already have human civilizations on Mars and Venus, but the government has yet to disclose this to the general public. They also discuss underground or underwater civilizations that global governments are aware of but have yet to disclose. So for the underground civilizations, they talk about how they look like Avatar. But again, we have yet to hear about this from our government. Thus, I see this movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, as a step closer to disclosing what humanity needs to know The fact that it captivated so many audiences and has so many Oscar nominations highlights the fact that the universe wants the general public to understand these metaphysical concepts of the multiverse, living up to our potential via consciousness and how we make choices and the consequences of these choices with regard to humanity. There is also a point in the movie where you see the idea of the rock, as I discussed with Holly Duckworth, having a lifetime where you are a rock in order to rest. (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember that episode and I loved, I still love the idea of that rock. And I think we were all rocks at one point in one of our multiverses. At the end of the movie, there is a theme that the main characters keep repeating, but I don't want to spoil anything. So see what you think about this theme and how it affects you. If you like bagels and hot dogs and maybe even raccoons, you will surely enjoy everything, everywhere, all at once. Lastly, I have to say this step up in humanity is normalizing the metaphysical. And as this happens, We as metaphysical people must be ready to answer questions. We must be more seen or visible in society, and we have to be ready to lead in this new world. As they say on Cosmic Disclosure, it's coming soon. This disclosure is coming soon, perhaps in the next few years. And a movie like this one that makes such a big splash in the general public proves that our time is right around the corner. So all I have to say to you is get ready. The next episode will release on Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground.